0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today to the Uproar Podcast channel. This is Zach Ramsey. I just wanna encourage you guys to listen to the entire message from our very own Pastor Cody Spencer on I Will. He's gonna challenge us today to step past the excuses that we find in life and step into the call that God truly has for us.
1: Thanks, and we'll talk to you in a little bit.
0: And I'm really excited. I was reading in my Bible last week not just last week, read every day, Um, but I was reading and this text just stuck out to me and started shouting at me. So you guys are the first ones that get to hear this and I'm really excited about it because I think it can change your life. I believe it can change what Jesus truly has for you and for this generation because I know he's placed something inside of every single person sitting here. I know that God has a mighty plan for you for impact, not just for noise, but for impact. He didn't just create you so you could sit on the sidelines. He didn't just create you so other people could do something. He created you with a plan and a purpose to impact every single where you every single place you go. As you open your mouth, as you open up your voice, as your feet go, I believe he's designed you to do something to change where you are. And that's what I love about conference. We have a couple people on staff at church who actually Conference got called into ministry. We've had a bunch of people from our church get called to Bible college during conference. And I believe that moment spent with the Lord, I believe that moment spent with him where he's speaking clearly is such a great launching point for what we have next. So I want to encourage you, you might have came here and like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm not sure what God has for me. I'm just kind of here. Pastor Rob said that we should go. And thank you, Rochester Crew, this is what, year four or five? You guys have been so faithful. I love Pastor Rob like a brother. He came down and preached for um, our youth group maybe two months ago and crushed that service. And I, I, just, I love Rochester, but if you're here and you say, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I know I love the Lord, but I'm not sure about the next steps. I want to encourage you. I believe that today he'll speak to you. I believe that today he's going to launch you. He doesn't want it to be a mystery to you. Have you heard the, the old saying, well, God works in mysterious ways. Anybody ever heard that? That's not true. You can't find that in the Bible. He works in ways that are deeper and greater than our ways and our thoughts. But he, he looked at his disciples and said, I don't lo- call you servants anymore, but I call you friends. And I believe he wants to not work in a mysterious way, but he wants to launch you purposely and see many mighty things through your hands. So today we're going to be in Luke chapter 5. It's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Pastor Josh actually got into a little bit of this text in leadership yesterday. I talked to him like, yo, you better back up. But Luke chapter 5, starting in verse 3, and I'm just going to read this real quick and then we're going to talk about it. The Bible says, And he got into one of the boats, Jesus, which was Simon's, and he asked him to put it out a little distance from the shore. And he sat down and began teaching the crowds from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon Peter, Put out into the deep water and lower your nets for a catch of fish. And Simon replied, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing in our nets, but at your word, I will do what you said. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both of the boats with fish so that they began to sink. It's so cool because in this first section, verse, verse 3 says, He got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he started to preach. And we know that they were cleaning the nets. They were cleaning out from fishing all night long, like he alluded to earlier in the text. And it's so cool because it's so easy to be obedient in the easy things, right? It's so it's so easy when, when the preacher says you know it's time to serve Jesus. I want to I want to encourage you to give your life over to Jesus. That initial decision is generally such that's the easiest part. Is that initial father here I am. I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to serve you. And that's what I've seen. I've seen so many young people, it's so and old people anyone in between. I've seen so many people be comfortable with the small decision For obedience, those initial things, that initial calling, and it's wild because as they continue further, that's where it becomes harder for them. And it says, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon Peter, "Put out your, put out into the deep water and lower your nets for a catch of fish." See, when you allow Jesus to use you to impact others. I need you to realize that you need to be prepared to get impacted as well. When Jesus uses you to impact others, you better believe and you better expect that he's going to impact and move in your life as well. He was talking to his disciples and he said, don't worry. Anyone who's sacrificed for me here on heaven, here on earth is going to reap benefits 100 fold in heaven and on earth. And that's what Simon's embodying, or Simon Peter, he's embodying this. He's saying, you know what, Father, the initial things, I'm going to let you use me to impact others. I'm going to let you use me so that others can get the word. And this is what's happening. And then he looks and he says, you know what, because you're obedient in this initial point, because you let me use your boat, because you let me impact others through the means that you had, you're next. And that's what happened. But can you imagine being Simon Peter in this, in this place? Like you have a guy on your boat who can preach like he's the walking word. He kind of knows what he's talking about. People are getting impact, impacted. But remember, they were cleaning their nets. They were done fishing. They weren't prepared to fish. They weren't even expecting to fish. They had no desire to fish. They'd been out all night. And this man comes on their boat and preaches and then turns and looks at him and is like, all right, guys, push out farther. Like, man, why am I going to listen to you? You're not a fisherman. We've been out all night. I'm tired. We just cleaned the nets. I don't want to go fishing, catch nothing, clean the nets again, just because y- y- you're feeling so, so you're feeling good. Like, can you imagine where they were at in this moment? Like, you're just a guest on my boat. Like, this is my business. You're just a guest on my boat. Why would I take direction from someone who has no foreseeable credibility? I can't see why I would listen to this guy who's a preacher when he's not a fisherman. And at the end of the day, I think that's where a lot of Christians really have an issue. Because that's how we see God. We see God come into our situation and we start to question his credibility and what he knows about our current situation. Well, I've seen people, well, oh, I, I haven't seen God touch my dad. I haven't seen God touch my mom. My parents are divorced. My dad's a drug addict. I'm doing bad in school. I see people who say, you know, they'll list all of their issues. and Well, how could God help me? They question the credibility of the one that made and created every single thing we act like God couldn't understand where the fish were. Think about it in this context. He created the sea, he created the fish, he created buoyancy, like he's the only reason they could float on the water and catch fish. He gave them a brain so they could figure out how to fish. All of these things God created and put together so they could actually access it. And we question the credibility Crazy to me because we do the same exact thing. Well, God, you can never understand my situation. Well, pastor, God couldn't move in my life because he, he just, he wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand how messed up it is. You wouldn't get how bad it is. But can I tell you how great God is that he can understand every single situation because he formed every single thing that's in this earth. Like even this microphone. How long has this microphone been in this earth? Think about it for a second. How long has this very microphone been in this earth? Since the moment God created it. It's just simply made up of matter, and God created all matter. Every single situation, every moment, every single thing, God understands and knows how to make work out. Has anybody ever been fishing? I hate fishing, all right? It's not fun. Anybody ever watch um, the uh, the Tuna shows where they're like out in the middle of the boat and they have a crazy, crazy accent like my cousin. Okay, a couple people have seen that. What's really cool about fishing is they have their boats, obviously, but a lot of the boats for a long time, they've had what's called a fish finder where they attach it and it sends signals down through beneath. And it will send a signal back up if it hits a fish. So, like, when they're going out for these tuna, it's so crazy. Because you could just imagine they're on this boat for, like, days and days and days. I couldn't imagine how boring it is. I couldn't ever do it. And they're on this boat, and they hear, ba-doop, ba-doop, And they're all sitting there, like, twiddling their thumbs. They might take up, I don't know what they're doing. And they're, ba And you see every single guy's head turn and look at that fish finder. And then they hear it again. doop, but And they get up and they sprint to where they need to be. They grab a hold of it and they're all prepared. Can I tell you that Jesus is a better fish finder in any situation you're in. When it doesn't look good. When when you've been fishing all night. When you're saying, God, I don't know about your credibility. That's the biggest lie. Because God knows every single instance. He knows every single circumstance. He knows the way out. He knows how to destroy it. He knows the path that it's going to take. So when we get on that boat, how could we actually question his credibility? And I think a lot of us, what we do is, we're like Simon Peter. We get we get so good at the initial, we get so good at the easy. I can't tell you how many people I see come up to the altar consistently They'll come and they'll, they'll get so excited about Jesus for six weeks. And then the, they're like, I'm going to share Jesus with my friends now. And then they, they start sharing Jesus with their friends. But instead of influencing their friends, they're influenced by their friends. And another two months, they're back at the altar. And I'm not going to fault anybody for that. I'm so excited that they want to commit their lives to Jesus. But it just goes to prove that we're so willing to, to take the initial steps. But when Jesus calls us something deeper and something harder, we often have the same response that Simon Peter did. It says, Simon Peter replied, he said, Master, we worked hard all night, in parentheses, it says, to the point of exhaustion and caught nothing in our nets. I see a lot of Christians, they're at the point of exhaustion. I say, I've tried to follow Jesus, I've followed him for a little bit of time and it didn't work out, my situation never changed, nothing happened, nothing shifted. I've I've, I've tried to be obedient to things. I've I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, and I'm tired, and I I, I just don't understand it, and I know that he wants to save me, but I also, I need him to sustain me. I don't just want to come to the altar and then have to go back to the situation. I don't want to just come to the altar, and we had our heart heart issues fixed, but what's next? What's that next place? What's that next step? There and the saying, but master, I've tried. My dad hasn't got saved yet. My friends, they don't want to serve Jesus, and I don't have any friends anymore because of it, and I miss my friends, and oh, this addiction of, uh, with pornography, I've wrestled with it, and I, I can't seem to defeat it, and uh, we can keep going in situations, and I believe that God wants to speak to you right now and speak to that situation, that even though it looks insurmountable, can I tell you, it can only defeat you when you give up. It can only defeat you if you finish this statement with, Master, we worked hard all night and nothing happened. God, I served you and nothing happened. See, the only real victory the enemy of your soul has is when he can manipulate you. He can't really beat you. He can only manipulate you to buy a lie. He can't kill you until you buy a lie. a lot of people by the lie and I want to be honest these two messages I'm preaching to you guys it's because I don't want to see you go back to where you were when you go home in a month yesterday I, I believe that Jesus wanted to deal with your heart but today what's next what, what happens when those heart issues are taken care of what happens when I'm serving Jesus what happens when all these things are happening but I need to know what's next because things just might not be working out right and I tell you, if you're tired and worn out from following God, you're probably just following religion. You're probably just following good ideas. But we need to get into our hearts what Simon Peter said next. And this is the real key. Do you remember? good. They were cleaning their nets, right? They had been fishing all night. Jesus comes up and is like, look, I'm going to preach on your boat. Push me out a little bit. And he preaches. He said, now go out into the deeper waters. And, and Simon's like, look, man, we fished all night. We didn't catch anything. There's nothing out there. But he didn't end right there like most Christians do. He didn't stop his statement right there like a lot of believers do. He said, nevertheless, at your word, I will. How powerful is that? He said, even though the situation, it doesn't make sense to me. Even though I can't see how how my family will get back together. Even though I can't see how I'll defeat this pornography addiction. Even though I can't see how, how this will shift and change. Nevertheless, it doesn't matter what I see. Even though it looks bad. Even though it looks awful. Nevertheless, at your word, I will. Nevertheless, because you said it, I'll do it. And I believe that we need to return to this heart if we want to see Jesus change our generation, change our schools, change our families, and and change us personally. And it needs to go in the order of personal change, family change, school change, and then generation. You can be like, I'm going to change the world like Billy Graham did and preach and see millions of people saved. I'm going to be the next Reinhard Bonnke. Well, good luck. Start with yourself first. And please then start with your circle of friends. So many people, they want to go and win 10 million souls, but they can't even win the mission field they have right in front of them, which is their school. You realize you're captive with probably 500 to 3,000 people for four years and they can't escape you? They're stuck with you and the message that you have. We need to return to this heart of even though I can't see how my school is going to be changed. Lord, at your word, I will. At your word, I'm going to preach. At your word, I'm going to do this. At your word, I'm going to do what you've asked me to do. But what I see a lot of people do is they say, well, God, we fish all night and culture says that I should get a girlfriend. And because my life isn't being fulfilled by you, because I'm not being obedient to you. I'm just being obedient to religion. I'm going to now be obedient to culture. Nevertheless, at the word of culture, I will. And unfortunately, that's how a lot of us answer Jesus. Nevertheless, at the word of culture, I will follow what they've said. At the word of future, at the word of Instagram, at the word of Facebook, I will. How sad is that? More people are being discipled by Instagram models than ministers. Because we say, you know what, nevertheless, at the word of culture, I'm going to do it. Nevertheless, not God, I'll follow you, but until, I'll follow you just as long as you ask me to cast out into those deeper waters. When it gets uncomfortable, God, I'm out. I'm not going to be like Simon Peter and say, I'll do it at your word. I'm going to be opposite. I'm going to row my boat right back in because it seems too hard. Because I'm tired and I've been fishing all night and I caught nothing. I see some people that answer. Well, nevertheless, I'll obey your word as long as, as long as it makes sense to me. Come on now. you think it made sense to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when the king said, look, man, if you don't bow down to this this golden statue, you'll be burned to death? And they said, I don't care. I'm not scared of you. I'll never bow to your God. Do you think it made sense to them that God would protect them? Probably not. But they walked in faith. you th- they get thrown into a furnace seven times hotter, and in full faith, like, I don't even care. I don't even care if I die. It doesn't make sense to me, but I'm not going to serve some stupid statue. See, unfortunately, a lot of people say, nevertheless, I will bow to that statue. But I would rather stand up than bow with the rest of them. I'd rather stand up in my school than bow down with every single one else. And let them see how great and mighty my God is. It's crazy because he didn't say, Nevertheless, at your word, I will, when I go fishing tomorrow, go into deeper water. A lot of Christians do that too. Well, God, you know what? I'm tired and I've shared Jesus with them a couple times already, so tomorrow. I'll share Jesus with them. I know you want me to do it right now, but tomorrow I'll do it. Or maybe God said, you know what, I need you to erase Instagram. Well tomorrow, because I'm going to post about Uproar tonight. Or he said, you said, you need to literally sell your phone and go get a flip phone that doesn't have internet access. I'm not just talking to the boys. Well, I'll do it tomorrow when it's easier and more convenient. I'm sorry. But we need to have an immediate obedience to the word of God. And I'm going to tell you why. It's powerful. See, I just see too many people say, well, nevertheless, I'm going to follow what culture says. Nevertheless, as long as it makes sense to me, I'll do it. Nevertheless, tomorrow I'll do it. Nevertheless, as long as I'm comfortable, I'll do it. Unfortunately, that's the answer of a lot of people in this generation, and your parents, and their parents, and I know that's not what God has for you. I know what God has for you is the same answer that Simon Peter had. He said, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down my nets. At your word, I'm going to go to deeper waters. At your word, I'm going to a deeper place. And it's funny because that word there in me, the word when you look it up in the Greek is rhema which isn't the Logos, it's not the written Bible, it's, it's a word that's been spoken, that's alive, that's fresh, that's this moment. And I believe God has a this moment, this time, fresh word for you in every situation. I don't think that you have to be be concerned. I don't think that you have to be lost in every situation. I believe that when we go to God, we, we can literally have him speak to us and say, we'll go to the deeper waters. We'll go share Jesus with them. We'll talk to him in this manner. We'll go and show him my love in this manner. And as we operate in that, I believe we'll see what they saw, and that's full nets. That's so cool because... Even when, when Jesus was being tempted by, by the devil in, in the desert during his 40-day fast, he said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the Father's mouth. And is the same word, rhema, see, God wants to speak to you. In your heart, he wants to speak to you where you need to go to school. He wants to speak to you about how you're going to share Jesus and flip that so your, your high school and then your college upside down. He wants to speak to you about what ministry he wants you to be a part of. He wants to speak to you about what profession you're going to be a part of. He wants to speak to you about how that porno- pornography is going to be unrooted from your life. He wants to speak to you about how that anger is going to be unseated from your life. He wants to speak to you about every single moment, every single issue, every single problem, but unfortunately, 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 most of us never get to that place of actually receiving the freedom or the blessing or the direction because we stop halfway, unlike Simon Peter. We say, Master, I've been fishing all night and it didn't work. I'm going to do my own thing. But we see the key is, he said, I've been fishing all night and I didn't catch anything. But at your word, I will. But at your word, I will. And that's what needs to erupt in the hearts of every single person sitting here or watching in the future. You need to let that erupt in your heart. Nevertheless, even though the situation looks bad, even though it's hard, even though it doesn't make sense, even though it's more comfortable to do it tomorrow, at your word, I will. We listen to a lot of words, guys. We listen to a lot of words. We listen to a lot of music. And we act on those words. We listen to a lot of television and act on those words. We read a lot of words on Instagram, and we act on those words. But we need to act on the true word. That's the word of God. That's the written word of God. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart. We need to listen to the word and then act on it. It's so great because it says, when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. And their nets were at the point of breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats with fish. So they began to sink. Ready? If you're taking notes, you're tweeting, if you're doing anything, write this one point down. This is what I need you to get. Obedience brings accelerated blessing. Get that in your heart right now. Obedience brings accelerated blessing. See, they had been fishing all night long. But obedience to God's word in that moment brought them such a catch of fish that their, their net started to break and they had to bring another boat to fill it all. Obedience brings accelerated blessing. See, if you want freedom, if you want change, if you want God to use you, the key and the answer is obedience to the word of God. And when you can do that, you don't have to look and say, God wasn't faithful. You can truly know in your heart that I was obedient and my accelerated blessing is right here, right now. See, they got weighed down with blessing. They weren't even prepared for all that God had for them. Sounds pretty similar to more than you can ask, think, or imagine, is what God is going to do in your life. But you're weighed down with freedom when you're obedient to the word. Your way down with, 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 with your school being changed when you're obedient to the Word. You're weighed down with your future and your purpose when you're obedient to the Word. You're weighed down when you stop with the excuse of, I've been trying, I've been working. And can I tell you, if you've been trying and you've been working, and you're not seeing anything, it's probably because you haven't heard from heaven and haven't acted on it. Or you've heard and you have not acted. Or you've been acting and never even heard. See, it's very simple. Robert Morris says it in the most simple way. He's a pastor of Gateway, absolutely phenomenal church in Dallas. He says, I pray and I obey. It doesn't have to be difficult. I hate when people make following Jesus difficult. He said, I pray and I obey. I pray and I obey. When we can hear the word of God, and you guys can come up, we're going to have a moment with Jesus right now. When you pray and obey, I believe and I know that he's going to speak to you. When you ask, I know he's going to talk to you. He doesn't want to confuse you. He doesn't want to make this difficult. He wants you to live in your purpose. He wants you to live in freedom. He wants you to live in destiny. He wants those people saved just like you want them saved. He wants your school flipped upside down. He wants your church in revival. He wants those things just like you want those things. But we have to be willing to sacrifice our excuses. We have to be willing to sacrifice that sad excuse of, I've been fishing all night and I'm tired and nothing has happened. I say, God, at your word, I will. At your word, I will. And do you know what's great about accelerated blessing? It gets the attention of your friends. How cool is it that they had, they had to call another boat over. And it filled two boats. So you know their friends were like, man, why did you go fishing again? You just fished all night and we're cleaning your nets. Why would you go back out again? Aren't you guys tired? And then he got, imagine the opportunity Simon Peter would have right there. I don't know, this this guy was in my boat preaching and then he said to go out and I just did it. I don't even know, it didn't make sense to me. I didn't say I'll do it tomorrow. I didn't say that culture said I should rest all night. I just did it. I, I just, I listened to him and this is what happened accelerated obedience brings an accelerated blessing an accelerated blessing gets the attention of the world because they want what you have can I tell you the world desires to have love, joy, peace, patience they want those things, they want the fruit of the spirit but if we're not living in it if we're not actually active in the things of God what are they going to want from us if our life looks the same what do we have to offer them accelerated obedience this brings accelerated blessing. See, I believe that God has this thing to say to you. He, he, I believe he's saying if you want to see what I've placed in your heart, if you want me to place something in your heart, you need to pray and obey. We need to leave the excuses. We need to leave every single, every single thing that we can come up with, and we need to very simply and easily just say, Father, at your word, I will. At your word, I will. It doesn't have to make sense. I won't put it off till tomorrow. I'm gonna do it right now. At your word, I will. See, God has something great for you, but we have to be willing to say, "At your word, I will." At your word, I'm gonna erase that. At your word, I'm gonna rid of that at your word i'll take those friends out of my life at your word i'll stop speaking like this at your word i will can you guys stand to your feet now i'm gonna have you come down and i believe that god's gonna speak to you even right now you don't have to move yet Guys, I want to I'm trying to speak today to people who are frustrated I'm trying to speak today to, to people who want to know destiny and purpose I want to speak to people who want freedom so I'm sick of coming to conferences I'm sick of going to church every week and it's the same thing it's not what it's for and you can't put that on your pastor you can't put it on that youth ministry you got to take personal responsibility because at your word I will and at your word, there is accelerated blessing. Here's what I'm going to have you do. We're going to worship a little bit. And I, I, I want you guys to worship down here for a couple minutes. And, and uh, whatever it is, I'm saying, if you want freedom, I want you to come over on this side. You're saying, I've been struggling with this one thing, and I'm so sick of it. If you want freedom, I want you to come right over this side. We're going to lay hands on you, and God's going to set you free even today. You're you're saying, you know what, I just need to know how to handle a situation. I don't know. I'm not going to lay hands on you because you know what you need on this side? You need to get used to hearing the voice of God on your own. I love the altar. I believe in laying hands on people. But you know what I believe in? Having a generation learn how to find it for themselves as well. You can't get so caught up in relying on your pastor that if your pastor's unavailable, you're going to go straight to hell. We need to learn how to hear from heaven. So if that's you saying, I need to know destiny, I need to know purpose, I need to know, I need to know my next steps, I need to know how to handle this situation. Lord, I need to hear from you today. If that's you, I want you to come down out of your seat in the count of three, right over to here. And again, if you want freedom, we're gonna lay hands on you. God's gonna do a mighty work in your life, and he's gonna show you how to stay free. If that's you, either one of those, or if you're just like, man, I just want to worship, I just love Jesus. I want you to go ahead and get out of your seat quickly. Make your way right down to the front. And don't play, don't be fake about it. If he wants to do something in your life. You cannot have an answer, that's fine. You can do that, or you can come get what he came to give you today. As you make your way down. Just go ahead and lift your hands. Come on, we're going to worship. I want you to just have your heart in this position. Father, speak to me. God, I want to hear your voice. God, I want to hear what you have for me. Father, I'm open and available. Whatever you have for me, God, speak to me today. You make a habit of this. This should be every day in your life. This should be every morning in your life. You and the Father, you should be from every day. Together real quick, and we're gonna get back into worship. Anybody hear from God yet? No. All right, here we go. A couple people. Here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna pray, and I want you to agree with me. And during while they're singing, this as simple, guys. It's as simple as this, I just want you to pray. Father, speak to my heart. Speak to this exact situation. I want to hear direction. And here's what He's gonna do. He some of you guys he's gonna say you already know my word, you know what I'm supposed to do. Some people he's gonna give you a specific thing to do, specific thing to say. E- you might not hear an audible voice, but you might be like, man, I already know. I gotta I gotta delete this app. I, I, I gotta delete this Snapchat. I've been sending videos at night. I gotta Yeah. You'll know. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pray, and as they sing, I just want you to go ahead and open up your heart. God, what is it? You'll feel it and you'll know it. Ready, Father? I pray and I thank you that you want to speak to this generation. You want them to live in freedom. You want them to live in purpose. You want them to live in destiny. So I pray as they open up their hearts, even right now, they'll make this a normal thing. Teach them to hear from you in the mighty name of Jesus. If you agree with it, you ready to hear from them? Say Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and get our hands up. Go ahead, lift up your voice My god how great on, you
2: are. It. let it flow from your heart how great Come on. you are
0: this place with a mighty praise to Jesus uh, you were louder last night can you rip the roof off this place with a mighty praise for Jesus I don't believe in ending small I believe that how we started is just the starting point I believe in bigger 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 bigger, bigger better, better 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 greater greater greater, greater. and today I don't, like, we sit here like, man, I don't know how tonight could be better than last night. That was nuts. Get ready. And I want to encourage you all day. Like, man, I'm tired. I've been doing a bunch of services. I'm just going to relax this service. I'm going to relax it during this worship set. Don't relax, man rip the roof off this place with your praise rip the roof off this place with your worship give every single thing you got to jesus any team that gives up in the fourth quarter is normally the team that loses any like if you watch the super bowl you wonder why the falcons got spanked they're like oh we're good we had a good start to this game we had a good start to this conference yeah yeah You had a good start, but the end is going to be even better than how we started. The best is yet to come. God still has more for you. He still has more in the tank. He still has greater things to release in your life. And it's going to happen. But don't come with like, oh, yeah, it's been good. We'll just relax. Bump relaxing. Let's get crazy all day for Jesus. So here's what we're going to do. If, if you have a youth pastor in here, which I think most be with them, you guys are good to go with them. If your youth leader, youth pastor is not in here, don't go running off yet. Grab a seat and wait for them. The last thing I need them to do is freak out because their kids aren't here and they thought they lost somebody. That's never a good feeling. But go ahead. You guys are free. We at 2 o'clock is our next session. So, enjoy lunch. Go ahead and get some merch. It's your last day to grab some shirts and some windbreakers. But 2 o'clock is the next session with Maddie Montgomery, and it's going to get stupid in here. What a powerful truth Pastor Cody uncovered for us, that what God desires for us moving into this next season is a true obedience to Him. I want to challenge you to institute that principle into your own life and say, Jesus, at your word, I will. I'd like to encourage you to go ahead and like our page on Facebook, subscribe to this podcast channel, and we would love to see you make it out to this year's Uproar Conference,
1: July 26th through the 28th at Elmira's First Arena. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.